The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Und was der Fichtel uns jetzt gleich sagen wird, das werden wir uns anhören mit von der Party die Woodies. Regrettably interrupt fishing with guns with this special news bulletin. Right. Oompa, loompa, doompa, daddy. If you are wise, you'll listen to Kevin Gassman. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gassman. Gassman. One of the carbon blobs from Sanger 7G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. All right, what's up, everyone? How you guys doing today? This Saturday afternoon, 3.03 Pacific Time, as we broadcast live on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. My name's Kevin Gassman. Of course, you can call me Gas. It's all good. Hanging out with you for two hours, and next hour, the 4 o'clock hour, brings you Aliens, and we're going to be discussing some Aliens with a Grammy Award-winning guitarist and producer, Paul Nelson, he we were, he was a guitarist for Johnny Winter for quite some time, and it's uh, pretty cool, man. He's into Aliens, that Johnny Winter was into Aliens, so we'll get into that conversation next hour. <laughs> Heidi, what's up? <laughs> so, first, Kevin was running back and forth <laughs> between the, sound, the control room and the room we're in, because yes. we're alone. And then I, and then he's like, go in there and check the levels. <laughs> <laughs> you had to run in there and check, absolutely. I was like, I don't want to run. Oh, man. Well, we don't have anybody behind the glass. Right. So we are kind of blindsided of what's going on out there, which there's nothing going on. It's just we have to make sure the levels sound good, and we're kind of like hoping everything sounds fine the way it goes. Right. So I'm double recording. It's good. I'm recording in studio, and I'm also recording um, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's so fucking boring. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Heidi? How you doing today? Um, I'm (laughs) doing okay today. (laughs) Nice, man. It's been a rough week, not going to lie. Yeah, has been. But, you know. Yeah. These We're, things happen sometimes. Yeah. Well, we don't want to get into personal issues here on the show. M- yeah. Mine are fine. We can get into right. my personal issues. <laughs> if if we want to, we can get into my dating life if you want. Uh, I don't know. I, I got I booked a headlining gig. I'm going to be on October 13th. It's a Friday night in North Phoenix. I'll yeah, be, it's coming up. I don't like to call it a headlining gig. I like to call it like going going last. <laughs> I think that's. I think that just seems a little better fitting, you know, because headlining means like if you're a comedian, you're on the marquee, you're headliner. I mean, that's kind of a big name to give yourself. Right. You know, I'm a headliner. Well, it's not really a headliner. It's. It's. I'm just going last. You're just gonna go when everybody's really drunk. That's that's the problem too, <laughs> is it could backfire being a last last in line on a comedy show is that everyone's tired. Right. They've listened to a bunch of shitty comics who aren't funny. <laughs> And they're drunk, and by the time you get online or you on stage, it's kind of like you know, it's not you don't get them fresh, you know, you don't get that attention you want, and so it's lost a little bit. So you have to kind of struggle to 
you know, keep their focus a little bit and right. they're tired. They don't want to go home and, you know, two hour comedy shows. It's a long time, you know, I mean, normally they're about an hour and a half, maybe hour 45. Um, I've seen a few comics that go long. Ralphie May is one of the names that pop into my head. And, you know, he goes to the Tempe Improv a lot and, you know, stand up live and hour and a half. Him, wow. not to mention who opens up for him. You, you Dang. Can, yeah, it's a, I mean, but he's funny. Right. Oh, he's hilarious, you know. He's just one of those guys that just gets going and just goes. Yeah, he's a nonstopper. Um, the longest set I've ever done was <clears throat> was 40 minutes. And Dang. yeah, and it didn't seem like 40 minutes, to be honest with you. It really kind of moved really quickly, which was really fun. And because, you know, when you're up there and you're just telling your stuff, it just goes by, you know, it's just fun. So, so you enjoy your time. I, you know, because you like you see comics on stage, they're so like if you're bombing, everyone feels that bombing. Right. You know, everyone's like, it's like a nervous time. you know. Yeah. But if you're having a good time and you're enjoying yourself, everyone else will, will enjoy it. Yeah. Time will fly by really quick. For sure. Yeah. So my 40 minutes is pretty much the max. But that also includes my porno music or not. <laughs> segment that i like to play so <laughs> keep that part of it that's a good 10 minute killer i'll tell you that much yeah <laughs> and that's a lot of fun it's crowd participation by the way we, we, we can get that here people are listening in i know that but no one's really calling in no one's being right. a part of the show they just want to listen in from afar yeah and go what the fuck are these guys talking about <laughs> we do curse by the way once in a while only in this hour and so we keep it kind of uh, you know unknown i guess i don't even know if i have written notes for this week for this week? Yeah, you know, I this week has kind of gone, yeah. gotten by me a little bit quickly. And so I didn't really think about like, you know, I can go down my Facebook post and see what pissed off people. <laughs> I did not get into an um, argument this week. Oh, man. No, it, it, it tempted me to jump in. You know, I think the, the Russian bots online, you know, the ones that instigate these fights or right. the ones that believe that, we, that God blessed this president and, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is, you know, SOL. I mean, I don't know. It just seems kind of a weird approach to social media to say that this guy is the greatest president ever to live. It's like, you're either smoking something you really shouldn't be online <laughs> or you're purposely instigating these these arguments and like I said a couple of weeks ago, they're mostly women that I found to be p- pushing these arguments on online uh, on these threads and these being these bots are women. So I'm wondering if that's again a psychological thing of if it's from a woman, maybe you'll accept it more than you would have from a guy being just an angry white man. It's or, just know. like a dude pretending to be a chick. Right, uh, right. They use the woman's profile, but right. I'm, that's what I'm saying is they're using a woman's profile picture and and what have you to do that. So. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I got into <laughs> it again. Scary world, man. It is, and it, you know what? I'm I'm really not going to do this anymore. I'm just I'm not going to deep dive in because I, I want to so badly. I want to so badly, <laughs> badly. Oh my god, I want to write back. I was like, <laughs> I just really do, but I I just don't want to put that out there anymore. You know, right? I just don't. It's not worth my time anymore. And especially yeah. then that somebody's going to you know, yeah, like bite maybe back. if everybody just stops responding to these people, well, well, they the do. The problem mostly. is, is they're going to think they they win when people stop responding. They're just going to be like, oh yeah. It's just because, you know, I'm right. And that's why no one is, you know, my, well, only my comments. Right. People take it personally. Right. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you have the last word. And you're not responding to my answer. And, you right. know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, the whole breakup with an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> They're not responding. <laughs> God damn it. You know, like that. But <laughs> I, you know, but the people are catching on. There's a lot of people out there that are catching on. When I read a lot of the threads, people are looking at it and say, hey, don't feed the trolls. Obviously, you see that a lot. But also, it was like people are catching on to that that these aren't you know people 
of America, I don't think. I mean, this is social media. This is a psychological war, I believe, that is being waged upon us without us really knowing it. Dude, seriously. Using social media. Yeah. I absolutely believe that. I mean, because no one knows where these people are coming from. Facebook is a worldwide thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't know who. The internet is right. everywhere. How easy would it be for me to put up a fake address in any country? Right. I yeah. mean, that's where I'm from. Ooh, whatever, you know, but, you What know, country would you be from, Kevin? About a fake one? Yeah. Uruguay. <laughs> They legalize weed down there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. You know, they got all these people just, you know, posting all this stuff to say. And it's just like the, the psychological game is, again, is that mindset. And that's why it's important when you're thinking, you know, to, you know, to not have these kind of, you know, miss. I don't know what I'm looking for that, you know, like uh, misinformation, I guess. Right. If you're thinking about something that's really not, you know, right. legit. <clears throat> I don't know. We, my, my point basically was being to the point of arguing back at these people. <laughs> and man, I just want to tell them this is all I want to write down. It's like, hey, man, good luck with that brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to say. Hey, man, good luck with that brain. Because it's not doing you any favors. <laughs> just, you know, just a little friendly advice. <laughs> Maybe I can save that for like an in person thing. Maybe not an online thing. I don't know, dude. That might, some people might knock you out for that <laughs> <laughs> do you think what about a shirt good luck with your brain man good luck with that brain of yours <laughs> do it <laughs> i mean yeah it's a shirt who cares i mean that's not specifically that's almost like you know hey say hi to your girlfriend from here or you know what i mean right. a bumper sticker it means nothing it's just like you're gonna really take a personal like i searched you out in the in the crowd to piss you off with my shirt <laughs> Good luck uh, with that brain of yours. I don't think it's going to be hard, dude. <sighs> it's only 311, man. We have another 49 minutes to kill. <laughs> We're going to do How this, How about Heidi. some songs? Yeah, I was going to look for some music right now, too. Anything, Play something weird. You just found, you sent me a link on Facebook that was weird. Um, well, actually, I mean, it's an, it's I'm a, on that record. Right, right. I know you are. Um, so, it's... Uh, I'm going to find it right now. Some didgeridoo. Action. Oh, but it's, it's a long a, song, though. It's, it's like, like seven, seven minutes. I know it is. And it's all instrumental? Uh, I didn't listen sort to it. Sort of. No. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say I didn't listen to it. <laughs> I started listening to it, and I didn't finish there's, it. There's um, some back. very good words in there about um, oh, rats. I should know who that sample was taken from, and I can't remember our, right now. But, um, you know, it talks about how we should support nature and that we're pretty much all living in a sham it's like a conspiracy song man i'm trying to find it just go to my facebook page it's like right there at the top like two of them but uh dash ms dash amesh kasala who's an amazing didgeridoo player awesome producer pretty good at stuff um all around nice human being he um made this record and it was in my memories feed, so that's why I posted it. Uh, I went to your page, and uh, are, you're my stepsister. <laughs> Did you realize that? No. <laughs> it says that? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're listed as my stepsister. <laughs> I, 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 is that on mine, too? <laughs> I don't know, but that's how you're listed on, <laughs> on my page. Uh, I kind of am like your stepsister. <laughs> we are of the gods. We are part of the gods. And it is our privilege and our duty to claim our heritage through right conduct. Only in this way, in these manners, can we understand the symbolism. It is a valid symbolism. It is a wonderful thing to realize that the ancients were wise enough to 
everything alive, and that we have been foolish enough to believe that we could kill anything. The only thing that we can really destroy, even temporarily, is our own hope. And we have done that long enough. So in the spirit of the highest aspect of spiritual conviction, we must not only restore the kingdom of heaven, but we must also restore the garden of earth, which we were supposed to take care of, and to make a beautiful place for all human beings to live. And when we do that, according to the promise, then the Lord will be with us in the cool of the evening, and we shall know the whole mystery of all 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 mystery
deity that is the fullness of all things. Get some of this back a little bit, get back to the idea that we live in a family rather than an institution. We more or less institutionalize human society. We are living in a combination of a technical laboratory and a reform school. We are being guarded against our own mistakes by the people who are responsible for making most of the mistakes. This is not what it is. We are not born to live in a laboratory. We are not born to live in a constant condition of punishment or retribution or anxiety. We are here to live together as a visible part of the great unity of life. The unity of life which is the whole world, the whole universe, and every part of it is alive. Dude, it sounds cool in these headphones. <laughs> it really does. I hope people had some headphones on. We should have like prefaced that before we started. Right. This being a headphone song. Yes. Yeah, we like headphone songs. If you have a request, by the way, you want to hear some strange and unusual music on this program, well, we're more than welcome to play some of that as well. So worldwide, whatever you got out there, we love to play it. That's why Going Global with Gas Man is the name of the program, because you know we like to go global with our music if we can. Although this was probably recorded in Arizona, I imagine. It was. Okay, so. It's uh, The Peacock's Tale is the name of the album, Book of Nature, by Dash Mesh. Is he still performing? Yeah. Okay. He plays all the time. Is just local? Um, no, he goes all over the place. I'd be willing to bet he's at Burning Man right now. Ah. <laughs> well, I think with that kind of sound and song, he definitely needs to be at this show. Yeah. Somewhere down the line. The, hearing his didgeridoo, like, right uh, in front really of cool. you, man, is like, yeah. he's... Yeah, he's something else. It's pretty cool. We we were in Austin, Texas, South by Southwest, and we met this guy who had a didgeridoo. Yeah. It was pretty badass. Yeah. When they know what they're doing. He's, yeah. He studied with like a whole bunch of people too. So he's like legit right. man. Yeah. Cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, the Burning Man thing is going on. You know, I <laughs> that thing's been going on for a long time, and right. you know, now it's over commercialized it's it's like it's once it gets caught on you know i think it's time to do something else right but don't they sell like a limited number of tickets or there's a lottery or something like that maybe it's i haven't been i haven't experienced it i'm sure it's pretty cool and interesting it just seems kind of bourgeoisie for me right you know a little too much you know of uh a high society trying to recapture that you know stolen youth that innocence of drugs and alcohol when you can just let loose on what you want to be you know, kind of that Vegas without the gambling, I guess. So you don't think it is just a bunch of hippies? Not anymore. Oh. No. I think it's gotten too big. I think it's gotten to the point where it's now popular, like, you know, like uh, um, Coachella. 
Right. Oh, yeah. Coachella. Coachella's turned into that. It's too big. You know, South by Southwest even is like that. Right. To be honest with you. I was there. I was very fortunate to be there seven years after they started. So you got to remember the first probably five or six are still not really big. Right. Because that's just the way these things are. no one there. Well, I was there. It was middle of the week. And we were in in Austin, down the street, walking down 6th Street. Everything was on 6th Street. Everything was on 6th Street. There was nothing else anywhere else. I mean, there might have been some hole in the walls here and there. But, you know, cars are driving down 6th. You can walk down the street with your beer. You just go into a bar. They were all open and free. And you just go in and watch a band play. And it's just, well, all right, done with this one. Go to another bar. And that's kind of how it still is. It's just now it's three or four blocks from 6th Street. It's on, you know, it's on um, all these other side streets and stuff like that. So it's just a massive, just a wave of people just flooding the streets. And, and it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of good energy and everything. But it's just not what it used to be where it's so mellow and chill. And that's kind of way, obviously, I like it. <laughs> you know, I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> like it. But, you know, when you're at that level, you're also not getting Snoop Dogg at your South by Southwest <laughs> shows either. So, Right. <laughs> but, I mean, but again, that kind of goes against everything that the independent music festivals are all about. Right. Is, you know, Snoop Dogg. I mean, no offense. I love Snoop Dogg. But I'm just saying it's like that's not what the independent music scene is right. about. It should be about the up-and-coming bands and, yeah. and new artists, mostly. But these corporations, they come in and they get these, you know, Doritos stage, you right. know, and it's just, you know, and Pink they, is there, you know. Yeah, because like, they on. figured out people come. But it's just, but it's, it takes away, you know. I mean, you're supposed to be there for the independent, smaller artists. That's what, right. that, that's what it's there for. Right. It's not there to grab your attention away to a mega artist that's, you know, already made it. Does Burning Man have, like, a mega artist now, or... I don't know just... how Burning Man operates. I don't know if they have stages for music. I don't know if there's a big concert oh. they're, they're putting together, or if it's just a big, like, here's our camp. This is how we're portraying ourselves. This is what we're displaying. You know, come trip out with us for a minute, you know? <laughs> All I know is it's real dusty there. That's what's always turned me off, man. Oh, wait, me too. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, dude, I already live in the desert. Like, <laughs> I get it or whatever, but if I wanted to have that kind of like a, some kind of mind-opening experience or whatever, right. I wouldn't want to do it around that many people. That's another thing too, exactly. So it's just kind of, a, for me, it seems like a lot of people just showing off. Right. That we're, look at us, we're just, we're really druggies, you know, or real, <laughs> we're real trippy-holics, man, you know, or whatever it is, you know, that it's just, it's just a show-off thing for me. But I'm not, a, I'm not into those kind of things. I do know uh, Ken Koshio is actually playing at Burning Man right now. Oh, he is? Yeah, okay, he, he so put up a post, something about okay. the first uh, ever like Asian Ken. musician <laughs> playing at Burning Man. Oh, that's cool. Right on. <laughs> He's got these pictures, his head's all covered up. You know, to keep oh, because the, the dust. dust. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm sure it's a lot of fun. Uh, well, last year so I think funny. there was a big dust bowl, and I don't know what the people got had to run for cover and stuff like that. So yeah, you put yourself <laughs> in those elements, you know, and it's it's an unfortunate situation. I mean, you know, you just you you, you know it's gonna be dusty, you know it's gonna yeah. be bad, but you go there anyway. Well, and the Earth is really upset right now. So well, Houston's <laughs> not happening, having a great time right now. Unfortunately, what a horrible um, or you know, India. Event. India is also getting hit. They have a typhoon, I believe, right? Um, they had like uh, insane flooding as well. Yeah, yeah, and they might be getting another typhoon. It's horrible, and you know, I mean, just dude, you know. But you know, the thing is, is we know these things come. It's like, why can't we have be more prepared? Right. Instead of you know uh, being a reactive society, why can't we be a, a preactive? Right. Does that make sense? Preactive. Well, they're saying they didn't know like where it was gonna hit, so they couldn't. Yeah, really, but but the like, thing is, with food should always stuff. be prepared regardless. Right. There always should be an emergency preparedness. If there was something big that would happen in Phoenix, Arizona, you know how fast every outlet would be bottlenecked? Yeah. I mean, how, 
we would be stuck in the city. Yeah. There, I mean, it would take hours, if not days, maybe to get out. Yeah. Literally. I mean, unless you know the secret roads, man. Unless you have a four by four. Yep. That's why everybody out here does. Yep. <laughs> I do. Except me. <laughs> I'm a small little one. Just get to my house. You can, we'll squeeze you I'll in. have the road warrior, a new car, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it would be like, Arr. Dude. <laughs> Road Warrior. Did you ever see that movie? Of course I did. Yeah, me too. I was a little kid. <laughs> 10,000 points. <laughs> well, that was uh, the first one after Mad Max. Right. So that was a really awesome movie. But Mad Max, when you go back to the original, it's like yeah. it's a really crazy movie. Dude, for seriousness. More psychological, I think, you know, with the craziness of right. the, how, how um, I don't know what, those bikers are just so unremorseful for the things they right. did. It's like, it's so intense, you know? Dude, yeah. Kind of like Joseph and, when Charles Bronson, you know, when they did the Death Wish movies, that's kind of what oh, yeah. <laughs> Road Warrior was kind of like in a sense, you know, because obviously his family got killed and he was you know, like, I'm going to get you back. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Good old Mel, when we used oh, to root for him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love those movies. He went away somewhere. I don't know where he went. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People change, I guess. You know, it happens. Yeah, it does. Um, by the way, if you want to check out the past shows we've done on this network, you can. VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel is where we are at every Saturday, the live version. And then you can catch the recorded versions on the uh, Variety Channel. Just search Going Global with Gas Man. And last week, we had a great show with Greg Kinn yeah. uh, during the Aliens uh, Hour. And wow, he told us a really cool story of an experience he had as a kid. He did. And if you want to hear the rest of that, of course, it's there on the Voice America uh, Variety Channel. If you want to see a little video of just the experience, I made one, and that is on our YouTube page, Aliens with Gas, and there's two S's there. Go there. I made two videos this week. Good job. Out of that out of that interview with, with uh, Greg Kinn, by the way, you know, the rocker from the 80s, he has his uh, the breakup song and <laughs> and Jeopardy and the, and and Weird Al did a parody of Jeopardy. So I made a quick little video of that conversation. <laughs> that's on my. Uh, that's actually that is actually on the Going Global page. Oh, nice! I I put it into the Going Global page. So if you go to our homepage on Going Global, you'll hear and see that little video I put together. Sweet. So it's just a bunch of photos I put together. Good job. <laughs> yeah, you know it's fun. Um, all right, let's play another song. How about that? Do it. Today's a music day, man. Music day, we've been talking for so long. It's weird, like, it's so hot out. When it gets hot out here, I just want to, like, stay inside and listen to records. Oh, speaking of records. Speaking of records. Yes, I'm getting my, I, I hope it comes in today, <laughs> my turntable belt. Nice. Yes, I'm so excited because. It snapped. But, but, no, it didn't snap, but can you remember when I brought the turntable in? We did a show here, and I think Prescott was with us. I feel like the, he was. The first yeah. time. I mean, it was in May. And <laughs> and it, the the turntable just it wasn't spinning as fast as I think it should be. Right. Because even when I'm listening to my albums at home, I I like I put on the biggest album that shows a big discrepancy of sound is Ozzy Osbourne's um, uh, uh, "Speak of the Devil." Right. Not "Speak of the Devil." Shit. Uh, it's uh, a <laughs> oh my god, the second one. <laughs> Dyer of Madman. Yeah, crazy had me. <laughs> shit. Anyway, it's just, it's really slow. It's like, you know, it's like, it just goes really slow and he doesn't sound right. He's, oh, it just doesn't sound right. So I'm going to do a, a live Facebook tonight, my very first live Facebook. I'm going to do a demonstration of the, of the cable. So I'll play that one first and then I'll switch out the cable and then I'll play it and see if it works. I hope it does. I do too. I'm super excited. You, you checked your little speed dial thing on the side that it clicked in? 
You mean the 45 to 33? Yeah. Yeah, that's ready to roll. I, well, like, <laughs> I, but like you... That works. Okay. Yeah, because you I thought maybe... it back and forth, though, just to be sure? I did. That's exactly what I did. Like, mm-hmm. I'd play it at normal 33, and then I'd kick it to 45 to see if I can kick it into gear mm-hmm. to bring it back to 33, and it goes right back to slow. So when I took the belt off the turntable, there's a little bit of a slack to it. Oh, so yeah, I don't it's probably just wore it out. It is, yeah. I mean, it's the original belt since 80, you know, something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say like 87, maybe. You started playing it too much, man. It just like wore it out. Well, it's just, you know, plus it's like old. I'm like, can I just use a rubber band for this? No. It seems like I should be able to. (laughs) It won't work. It's like a belt. A belt. It's like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, You put a rubber band around that thing, you're not going to be vacuuming. I haven't played these guys in a while, and I really like them a lot. Oh, who's this? They're a band from Phoenix, Arizona, Darkness Deer Boy. Hmm. And the album is called Cagey Avoidance of a Definite Answer. And this song is called Greener Posture. And the cool thing I like about this song is it actually has the album title name in it. They they, they sing the album title name. It's like when you're watching the movie and they finally say the title. Yes. (laughs) 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 We'll be right back. It's the same grass we keep planting It's the same spots just on different cows Our voice is sharper than a bullet head United anger is so comforting Oh say, I see It's the little things that keep me free It's a world of steam that grounds me Though I hardly see such purity I feel the seasons are a dying breed Oh say, I see Someone spill some right back to the sea what have I done take me back where I'm from where I belong take me on to the Harmony is overwhelming Carefully dancing Around the banter KG avoidance Of a definite Answer I see Running so fast That we fail to see That our time here Is only temporary Overexposure Till we can't back out, tunnel vision is a living out. Oh, say, I see. Wasted sweetness lost in the desert air. All I want to do is just meet 
Let me give her one last caress Me feel the back of her neck Me feel the warm skin on mine Me I go tell her goodbye She put her hands to me face She gave me one last embrace She gave me baby fish kiss And she said baby goodbye Boom bye bye But I wanna see no tear in your eye It's like staring on the barrel of a Club 45 Cause it feels like hell when I kiss my baby goodbye Sweet Valentina Bitch I must have everything Bitch I with all of my mind But I love just could not survive Sweet Valentina Don't know what came in between Let me say me goodbyes Boom bye bye This type of feeling truly won't be denied You know me try and me try Try and me try But my heart sinks low with the dark of the night Boom bye bye But I wanna see no tear in your eyes It's like staring on the barrel of a Chrome 45 Cause it feels like hell when I kiss my baby goodbye Bye 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 I love that band. That is Project Out of Bounds from San Diego and Boom Bye Bye from their EP Love Tone. And I, I don't know what it is about those guys, but sometimes when you come across a band, it's just like, you know, you just every song they play, you just enjoy. That's kind of they're that for me, you know? Yeah. It's just, it is. I and mean, there's a lot of bands like that for me, so don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be specific. So but. what you're saying is that they're not really special? <laughs> Damn you, Heidi. Heidi got to point it out like that. Because uh, I just found out you have me listed as your stepsister, so I'm gonna start acting. Like <laughs> there, well, there was there was a ha- there was probably a handful of bands that I know that uh, that qualify for that subject. Right. Yeah. Not everybody. Just right. a handful. This is true. Not just a handful. Um, there's a I lot of ba- mine too. But I mean, a lot of bands. I, I I dig their music. I like like you know. But as far as like you know, when you just come across a, you know, it just happens. Yeah. Damn it. Caught myself in a hole there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I know, I know. You should have just started some kind of internet war right now during the break. <laughs> <laughs> so we could do like live coverage <laughs> as the comments come in. I know. I'm looking. I should have thought of that like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I made a comparison on Facebook yesterday. I uh, said Lionel Richie was to the Commodores as Michael McDonald was to the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> Now that's very like, yes, it's true because they both came in late. They both revamped their sound. And both left afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so that's both those guys. But then people uh, pointed out uh, Glenn Fry, same person to the Eagles. Sure. <laughs> if you like the Eagles. Um, <laughs> who else pointed? Uh, oh, Peter Cetera was to Chicago. Very good point. Paul Rogers is to Bad Company. Let's see. My friend Jason says, as Lawrence Welk was to the Lawrence Welk Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And what else? Uh, who else pointed out for this? I'm trying to see if anybody else said. No, that's pretty much. Oh, and then somebody says, I don't know if he, was la- if he was joking or not. He goes, give me a break. Are you kidding? That's like saying John Oates to, to Hall and Oates. <laughs> Do you get that joke? I don't get that joke. Isn't because John, John Because John Oates, would, it's not, it wasn't Hall, then all of a sudden it was Hall and Oates. Like <laughs> Hall didn't have a career, and then it said, I'm going to add Oates, and then, you know. 
<laughs> so I don't know what he's what he's saying because Hall Notes was Hall Notes. Right. <laughs> well, then who's John Oates? Well, John Oates is John Oates, and there's Daryl Hall. Right. Okay, because it's a different Oates, or it's the same Oates. No, I'm confused okay, now. Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hall and Oates right. are comprised of two men. I know. Okay, Daryl Hall right. and John Oates. Right, that's why I was trying to figure out if John, if it, there was his never first a, name was John. But, I couldn't remember. Yeah, his first, first name was, name was. His, but, but by him saying, that's like saying John Oates to Hall and Oates, that's not true because then Hall and Oates would always have to be named Hall and Oates. And then he would have to add in a John Oates. You know what I mean? I'm so confused. I am saying Oates way too many times. <laughs> and you know what? People eat this shit for breakfast. And I'm like, I can't even get it right in this guy's name. <laughs> it's good. It's tripping me out. I keep saying his name over and over again. Oates. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm just saying is like John Oates to Hall Oates. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. None of this makes sense. Because right John, because <laughs> Hall and Oates, no, this makes, this does make sense. <laughs> um, the comparison is this, is that the Commodores and, and the Doobie Brothers both had successful careers prior to Michael McDonald and to Lionel Richie joining them. Right. And those guys came in, revamped their sound and for a few years and then and left. Hall and Oates was always Hall and Oates. They never <laughs> added anybody to make them, to make them better. <laughs> That's where I'm getting at. Are you, do you right, get yeah. it now, right? Well, yeah. I just didn't know what the guy's and Oates' first name was, so I was trying to figure out when the guy made the comment if he was like adding some other. No, Oates John Oates was the one was actually a person. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, he's a, he's a one timer. That was it. So, was, but there was no other Oates. That guy. Did anyone reply to that guy's comment? No, I just put a ha ha on it. I don't know oh. how to respond to it. I didn't want to get into it. I was like, "What do you mean, dude? That makes no sense." Does he listen to the show right now? <laughs> I doubt it. I'm not calling him out by name. And, and you, gotta, you gotta be my friend to, to read my shit. I don't post my stuff, you know, for... Uh, public. Yeah, for public consumption. Unless it has to do with aliens with gas. Of course. You can find that for free, though, online. <laughs> um, was, what else did I post? Oh, I said, um, this is my little anger towards the news. All right. This is where I had to, like, hold back on, like, not... You know, so I had made a post. I said, the news is supposed to be our window to the world not into our neighbor's living rooms. Yep. And I think that's what we're getting at right now because you yep. see a lot of the news stories are really local stories. There's something that just happens to something to someone and this and that. A, a grocery store gets robbed. All of a sudden, it's national news. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and I was watching um, news from the UK this week, and it's really amazing how they actually touch on every country all the time. Like, seriously. Well, I, I hear people tell me that in Europe, they know more about our news than we know about them. Yeah, dude, I actually learned a lot because yeah. it wasn't the same coverage constantly right. over and over. Like, seriously. Well, well, the thing is, is, you know, you see those clips. I think the Daily Show have done, has done this and a few other places have done this where they combine all the clips from all the local news around the country and they lead into a story with the same first sentence. Right. Everybody has the same first sentence. So... If it's, you know, if it's an order coming from above, they're all going to be saying the same thing. This is the narrative we want to push. Push this. It's a crazy, outrageous first line that's going to get your attention. You know, what can, you know, what's in your kitchen may kill you, you know? And, yeah. oh, my God, you know? So, I mean, like, they can control the narrative. That's why I always say, you know, to this be, I always say, like, you know, when you're done with the news, you can ask yourself, do you feel better knowing what you've just known? 
Has it valued your life any? Has it improved your life any? Knowing what you've known, what they're telling you, does that have any value to you? You know, think about that. You know, I mean, yeah, do you want to know what's going on in the world? Of course, we all do. I mean, we all do. We all should know what's going on. It's getting smaller and smaller every day. We should definitely know what's going around the world. Um, the small minute things around the, around the cities that we all live in, um, important stuff you need, need to know, you know, like how badly we're getting screwed over by, you know, the corporations and stuff. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't seem to be part of the, the, uh, the, the programming. No. When the majority of Americans want that to be part of the, you know, right. the majority of Americans are struggling. The majority of Americans want to have a better reform and better life for all. And right now, it's just that seems to be kind of, you know, it, you know, don't let's not, you know, Let's not rock the boat. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of how it feels these days with the news. It's just the same stuff over and over again. And it, again, I mean, we want to feel like these newscasts and these newscasters are your friends. You can trust us. Right. <laughs> you know, and. And I'm sure some of them you can, but. Absolutely. I mean, look, there's a lot of people that are genuinely in this business, in this news business, to report on the news and to tell people. What's going on? I've, I've, there's a handful of those, not a lot. Right. And there's others that are in it for themselves so just because I'm on TV and, you know, I can right. get, you know, that's the, so I, they believe listen me. listen to I've, everything, like listen to their corporation telling them what they should yeah, do. Yeah, because they don't care. I'm on right. TV. I get a nice paycheck. People know me. I'm famous. I get to go to a bar, buy, you know, people buy my drink. I don't have to stand in line, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Except if you're Liz Habib, she's an old newscaster here in Arizona. She didn't have her ID, and she pulled the whole "Don't you know who I am?" line. And now, really? like, and now I think she's in San Diego or or on a, on a independent in LA. I think, yeah. Oh wow, for sure. <sighs> yeah, so I mean, people, that's it. That's the news. I mean, look, the thing is, the news doesn't have your back. <laughs> it really doesn't. You know, when you watch it online, especially, there's no couth for it. There's no etiquette for for news. They they look like the National Enquirer these days of the stories they're pushing, the the polls they want. You know, the questions they ask us are divisive. Yeah, divisive as fuck. It's like, oh my god. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, and then you look at the comments, and the and, and that's you know where I have to hold myself back. And <laughs> you know, I want to, you know, I want to post, and I'm probably going to. I, I'm just kind of, I still like watching them. Because I like keeping my eye on the enemy kind of thing. <laughs> so I don't want to like not follow him anymore. Right. Because I'm kind of addicted to like what they're, <laughs> how they're poisoning people. You know, how they're, right. what are you promoting now? It's, it means nothing. <laughs> rabble, rabble. Right. So I mean, what, what could they be? I mean, like, I don't know. What would, uh, I mean, look, the 24-7 newscast has gone too much. It's too, it's too much. Yeah. We don't need 24-7 news. And everyone needs to feel the, you know, especially like the online, they had to feel the need to constantly bring you content. Right. They constantly have to post something or they're going to lose you. It's like a desperation, a plea to keep you liking them. Which is why I don't understand why they're just not posting stuff from all over the world. Like, instead of finding these weird, like, uh, shock factor stories, right. like, there's plenty of things going on all over the world. Like, even today... Some there there are people I met today that did not know India was flooding as well. Yeah, it wasn't definitely on the, the no. trending on Facebook. No, and it wasn't on like any of our normal you know U.S. news stations. I was watching it. That's how I found out. I was watching it on international news, and it was like a whole like oh well over a day before any news here actually said something about it. And I'm just like. Okay, they're sitting there playing the same clips over and over every five minutes, same video, everything. I'm just like, okay, this is stupid. Right, right. It's just they. It's a. 
it's a circus on the side. Yeah. And they just want you to keep your attention on that. You know, when you stop focusing on yourself, when you stop focusing on what you need to do, because this is a sideshow, and you're not going to be able to do what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stopped, you know, getting on these threads. It's like, I yeah. got to work. I, gotta, I can't yeah. get involved in this, you know. Nobody cares about my two cents. I'm just going to piss somebody off, and then I don't want to trigger that wave. I'm just going to listen to this Doors record right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I need to do. <laughs> that's what everyone should do. Yes. I love the Doors. I have that album, by the way. I, You know, the vinyl is what I have, yeah. but I also... Um, I used to have one of the, you know those like fuzzy black like posters you used to get. Oh yeah, did you ever have those? Yeah, so I had some in my room, and the one I had was the the Doors one with Jim Morrison. Nice. I, th- I think I still have it. Where he's got the necklace and everything. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all like weird colors until you turn the black light on it, and it's all black lighty <laughs> and weird. I would uh, I would play this song, but I know it's like 10 minutes long. <laughs> oh, no. There's only eight minutes left. I know there is, so <laughs> we might have to pass on the doors at this moment. <laughs> but we are getting ready for some aliens coming up, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Do we have some good stuff coming up on that show this month? It's pretty cool. Yes. Yes, we do. And next week, we have an, art, uh, an author coming on the show. Yes, uh, Mark O'Connell is coming on. He wrote uh, a book. Oh my gosh, I just brain fire on the ma- name. Close Encounters Man. It's about uh, Alan Hayek, who's the guy who like brought forth the idea and stuff for uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ah. And Steven Spielberg, you know. Of course, made the film about it. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, very look- very much looking forward to that. Yes. <laughs> I hear we're like waiting for like you know what just you waiting for aliens. We need <laughs> we need a cricket sample. <laughs> that's always my thing, like crickets. <laughs> Every time there's just like some random pause, just throwing crickets. <laughs> that was a sh- crappy cricket. The, you need the one that's like you know. That was like, a crappy cricket. Hang on, man. I thought I had something better. Than that that. kind of sounded like sulcata, or that's a tortoise. <laughs> Cicadas. Uh, I know we're we're not even like I'm not even playing porno music or not. I'm like you know it's like geez gas come on man when are you playing your games again? <laughs> we don't have enough people to play those games because that sounds like UFOs. I know it's swamp crickets. That's the hell that, that's what it is. Uh, wow, I thought I had better crickets. I'm gonna record some crickets for you. No, I should I have crickets. God damn it. <laughs> You need to save this for aliens with gash. I know, it sucks. Because that's a good, uh... That's not good. Do you know this? Do you know this? Dude, what is it? I've heard it before. It was in a movie. I can't put my finger on it. It was in a Oliver Stone movie called Talk Radio with Eric Bogosian. If you haven't seen that movie, you should watch that movie. That's a trip. That'll like get you to not get into talk radio. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, I remember seeing it. Well, it's all about pissing people off. I don't think our show pisses people off. No. 
I probably shouldn't watch it then because I don't need any encouragement. <laughs> I kind of feel like I've been on good behavior while I've been here. It's, <laughs> it's a very, very... Uh, it's, it's, I feel it's, like I saw it on like, it was on Netflix or Amazon, one of those. And I remember reading the description and thinking, I don't know if I want to watch that. And now that you said that, I think that's what it was. That's why. This is my favorite line that came from that movie. Yeah, what do you call that haircut? Oh no. Rock and roll. <laughs> Are you high right now, Ken? Am I high? Are you on drugs or is this your naturally moronic self? <laughs> <laughs> is that not the best line ever, man? It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this guy is very self-righteous, very um, big, huge ego, and he's in Dallas and he's just pissing people off left and right. That's what the whole show is all about, the movie. And it's a true story, and the uh, somebody blasted him away. Oh, he got killed. Yeah, he got, he got murdered. Awesome. <laughs> I know, right? Thanks for ruining the movie. For <laughs> <me>. <laughs> well, it's a true story. You can, I mean, I'm not uh, ruining anything for you. Well, I know, but I didn't know about it. Well, it doesn't matter. You're not going to watch it anyway. You <laughs> said. <laughs> well, maybe now I am. Yeah. Damn it. It's only been out since like the 80s. Oh, my God. Probably, no, I've seen the. Or maybe 90s. I don't know. It's a it's a pretty intense movie. I will say that. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. I uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the first hour of the program of Going Global with Gas Man. And it's every Saturday from 3 p.m. Pacific time. And we are going to hit our top of the hour. And then we're going to come right back. And we're going to hear our extraterrestrial rock show. Aliens. With gas. Man. Oh, wait, wrong thing. <laughs> Up in smoke That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose When troubled times Begin to bother me I take a toke and all my cares go up in smoke. <laughs> up in smoke, donde todo es libre. There are no signs que dicen. No fume. So I roll un bomber y me doy un buen toque. Y después I choke y todo mis cares go up in smoke. Come on, let's go get high. Up in smoke. That's where I. Cause when I'm high, the world's low, don't bother me. When life begins to be one long and dangerous road, I take the hope and all my cares go up in I take a toe and all my cares 
Legalizing pot ends up in stories like this. Now, oil used to fly airlines. Even back mm -hmm. then, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit, sure. people coming up to him. He right. had become famous, and they wanted him to pray for him and right. all that. You can't manage that today. Right. The, this dope-filled world. Right. And get in, an air, get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. The last time I caught an odor like that was 11 years ago. Hey, young America. We need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. I'm talking about... What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, little boogie woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. now, Freaking out, man, man. I came home and um, to get my fishing gear, and we wouldn't go out in a boat because uh, we were going to the banks of the river and fish from the banks for speckled trout and redfish. Got out of and we got to the river and tried several spots, and it had become dark by that time. We do quite a bit of uh, fishing after dark, you know, down here in that time of the year. So I don't know what attracted my attention where I had reached around and get more bait, which was sitting behind us. I heard some kind of zipping-like sound, like uh, air of a steam or something escaping from a pipe. And as I turned around, I saw two blue flashing lights, or either pulsating lights, I'm not sure. And it seemed like it was some type of craft, and it seemed like it was almost down to the ground then. In fact, it seemed to be about a couple of feet, you know, above the ground, and it just hovered there. So Calvin had turned by this time, and he was looking at it too. And really, I didn't know what to do. It just, it just, I was just spellbound there for a few minutes. Just, and, um, and then almost immediately, some type of opening appeared in the, the end that was Taurus with what I assumed to be the front end and the light had come outside but just it was real bright light and three things appeared in the doorway uh, of the craft and they seemed to just glide out, out of the craft they never touched the ground they seemed to just glide across it must have been 25 or 30 feet from us or, or maybe a little further than that and they came to us just glided over to us and uh, two of them took me by the arms from the side and one took a hold of Calvin and I seen Calvin go limp and I didn't know it then, but he had fainted. Aliens. With gas. Man. And that is the Pascagoula, abdu the Pascagoula abduction from 1973. That is Charles Hickson talking about his experience with Calvin Parker, the man he said just passed out. Yeah. Through this experience. There's more to the story if you there want to is. follow that along. <laughs> We're not going to get completely into this, but we like to start it and tip it off for you guys. Look into it yourself. Again, the Pascagoula abduction and that's in mississippi two men fishing on the docks and getting abducted by a couple of aliens mm -hmm. and he talks about the story of them going in the ship and it's amazing it, it's a very detailed story and another one that why would these two men come out and say something like this right. what's their purpose yeah. to you know <laughs> they exactly have, they have nothing to gain from this 
Yeah, it's, where they'd be like, oh, this thing, ship landed, and these three beings were standing there and right. took us by the hand. I, You know, I, I just love Googling, <laughs> you know, UFO witness testimony, man, because so much comes up. Yeah. And from all over the place, you know, from and from way back when. And, and why aren't we paying attention to that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because one person, you know, is not going to, you know, because no one's going to believe one person. Maybe right. that's what it is. Well, you know, I mean, you're going to come out with your story. Even, you know, you have someone to collaborate your story. Right. There's someone there, a witness, like Greg Kinn had last week. Right. You know, this guy has his buddy, obviously he passed out, but I don't, you know, as far as, you know, having someone there with you. Right. Or remember Snailmate. Yeah. The band we had about a few months mm-hmm. ago were hanging out with us. They said that there's a, those the, the two-piece band plus another person in the car with them. Right. Witnessing a UFO. They were uh, near the... Uh, in Texas. Yeah. By the lights. The... Um, okay. Marfa lights. Thank you. I was like, the the DARPA lights? <laughs> like, I was like <laughs> trying to find the word. I'm like, it ends with an A. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Marfa, Texas. Yeah. yeah. If you want to know about that, we should li- you should listen to the... Uh, the show we did with Snailmate a few months ago. So yeah. look, look, look into that. And welcome to the program, by the way. The Extraterrestrial Rock Show has begun. My name is Kevin Gassman, hanging out with you until uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, along with Heidi Gad. What's up, Heidi? You know, we had a big looking at alien stuff. B- busy week this week. It looks like we dodged a bullet. Maybe a dodge, yeah, dodge an, a- an, uh, an asteroid. Yeah, there's an, uh, this giant asteroid that flew by. That uh, it actually flies by every. Uh, I think it was like two point three five years on an elliptical cycle. But this particular time, yesterday, this morning, yesterday morning, or not yesterday, September first, whenever that is. Yeah, anyway. that's yesterday. Oh, was it? <laughs> Today's the know. second. <laughs> Um, I'll have to edit so, this out for Sunday on radio, though. Right. Okay. So <laughs> do one for Sunday. So on Friday. On Friday, <laughs> there was. <laughs> great, Kevin just screwed me up now. So on Friday there was this. Uh, what you call it? An asteroid. <laughs> An asteroid that <laughs> flew by, and this thing, I guess, it's two point seven miles wide, and it came. So here's my problem. Wait, you with said two point seven years. Oh, comes so around. two point every like two point three five years. It, it comes actually, around. yeah, it's, it rolls around in an elliptical. Oh, but, but it's two point five. It's two point seven miles wide. Right. Oh. But this time it came super close. Well, you know, pretty close. It was right. like basically four point four million miles, um, or seven million kilometers, if you're on that side of the world. Yeah. Try to be, you know. Well, I mean, everywhere else besides America that you're talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here's my problem with this. So, there are these other, all these other sites are reporting that it's going to be like, you know, 27,000 miles from Earth, which is not very far. If something came that close to us, we it's would... between the, the moon and Earth. Right. We would definitely have like, you know, some problems worse than what's going on today. Right. Um, and, but... So it ends up being, it's 4.4 million miles, which is like 18 times between us and the distance to the moon. Okay. So it's like, why do they want to do that? They're like creating fear, like, oh, this asteroid that comes around every 2.35 years, oh man, it's going to skim us and... Well, it's like a near, you know, they call a near miss, which, right. you know, you, you don't have to be really close by for it to be a near miss. Right. That's in the air, airline, which George Carlin calls it. It's a near hit, it's not a near miss. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. They crashed. Look, they nearly missed each other. <laughs> 
love George. But yes, yeah. it's true. Like something that close, we all have to yeah. kind of hold our breath a little bit. And, you know, that, that threat is out there. It's, you know, we talked about with the presidents, you know, of Ronald Reagan and his comments saying, what if there was an asteroid coming our way? Or what if an, an alien threat was headed our way? You know, that's something that would unite all of us. So, right. I mean, what's, what's to stop anyone to fake this? Exactly. How many people here on this planet would actually know if an ash if an asteroid was on its way or where it was? No, they wouldn't but, tell us. No, they wouldn't tell us. Maybe some people would see it who have super awesome telescopes, right. and then they'd be silenced really quickly. Right. But there are about ten um, of these this size of asteroids that are in near part um, of our yeah floaties. in near Earth space. Right. So. You know? Well, the threat's always out there. We, yeah. we know that. I mean, we should learn to be more kind to one another <laughs> right. as human beings. So, what happens? Like, if an alien, you know, when it comes down to it and this is on its way and it's the end of us, I mean, does this mean you're going to go to your friend and say, Look, dude, I'm sorry? Or you're going to go, Fuck. Maybe. You know? <laughs> Some people <laughs> might. <laughs> See, I don't think a lot of people will. If they believe, if, you know, <laughs> they're like, Oh, crap, I don't want to take a chance that, you know, all this afterlife stuff is real. I better, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people will try to do that, absolutely. And I think a lot of people would most likely say, thank God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no. know, enough of this anymore. You know, I don't want to, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. You know? it's un- and it's unfortunate that, th- that there are people like that because, you know, that's not what this planet should be providing. It should be providing enough, you know, clothing, love, food, everything in between for everybody, right. not just for a selected few. Find a way to make it work and, for everyone. You know, and you know, as far as any species on this planet, we're the only one that treats each other crappy. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, I know there's other species that eat each other, but... Right. Well, I mean, even in, like if we look at we our... Too. What, like... I'm sure if extraterrestrials are looking at us, which I think they are, like, they'd be like, these people, like, waste so much stuff. Food. Like, in other countries, they've started, like, when their food is about to go bad. Instead of just, I don't know, throwing it in the trash like they do, um, they actually just mark it down to, like, super, super cheap, like, 10 cents because they were going to throw it away. And then there's all these people who are like, my life has gotten better because I can eat food that's not horrible. Right. Well, I shop... Food, I don't shop for food for by uh, coupon. I, I shop for food by expiration date. You so do for another real? way you can uh, save money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and cue crickets. <laughs> oh, you want crickets? Let me see if I can find the crickets here. Uh, if you guys are listening to the uh, Going Global with Gas Man show. <laughs> This is literally swamp crickets. This is my... Uh, I don't hear the crickets in there. I do, but it's muffled. When I think crickets, you know, the... <laughs> you don't like my joke? I thought it was funny. <laughs> did I just gloss over your joke? <laughs> I did. I don't think I was listening. I don't shop by coupon. I shop it for by expiration date. Right. I think I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Things are cheaper when it's on expiration, you know, as opposed right. to just a regular, you know, on yeah. sale. That's all I'm saying. All right, we won't get into this anymore. <laughs> anyway. But I'm just saying as far as, you know, the threat of the overall, you know, <laughs> death. Is that what it would be? The death of what? Should food? change our life. Yeah. No, it should change it would, our life, to, yeah. you know, but we don't have that. And, it should you know. everything instead of us wasting so much. Right. You know? Right, because we don't think about it. You know, you don't think about the after effects. You only think about it when that happens. Mm. You know, that's why, you know, with the hurricane disaster out there in Houston, you know, we all knew it was coming. We all knew they are going to come. Right. But what kind of plan for evacuation is there? What kind of plan for relief and for um, protection and cover 
we just don't do that. You know, yeah. I mean, remember when you're in school, the, the fire alarm would go off. You'd all have to get in line to walk out into the right. yard. <laughs> yeah. You don't do that anymore. Nope. I mean, I know there's a lot of businesses that have those buildings that, that they have mandatory fire drills. I know that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't work in those. So <laughs> Neither do I. I can't. I, I don't know how, how, uh, how current they are with that kind of stuff. Dude, I'm going to make a fire drill for my shop. You just gave me an idea. <laughs> be like, everybody. Who's going to get out? We're having a mandatory fire drill. <laughs> get out, everybody now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, well, and you know, they've had all these commercials on this, you know, programming about like getting those MREs and stuff. It's like right. now you have these commercials, right? Like, why wouldn't you? We knew the storm was coming. Why wouldn't you be having those? Like, hey, maybe you should get this stuff because then if people had it, right? I don't know. Just saying, we just really have easier. a hard time taking care of each other. Yep. You know, unless you are part of your tribe, you're only you know, you're only click. Right. Because I know people are like, well, we love everybody. Uh, who do you believe in? Oh, well, that's not what we believe in, so we can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There well, I thought you supposed to love a, everybody. What the hell? Shouldn't be a distinction. Well, well, that Stephen Hawking mission that they started a long time ago um, has recorded 15 mysterious radio signals coming from a dwarf galaxy three billion light years away. Interesting. Did you hear that? I did. Well, I heard a little bit about this. This is, uh, is this. Three billion light years away. Three billion. How do it's, we pick up something like that? Um, is it just out so there somewhere. In it was a few years ago. They thought they found one signal. Um, a year later, they got the same signal. It took them um, another year to pinpoint it, and then now they've pinpointed it, and they got the for these fifteen radio bursts within a relatively short amount of time. I can't remember how long, sorry. I think it's like four hours or something. Um, but they, uh, they're signals, dude. They could be anything from, you know, a planet, of course. Um, and what one theory is, is that it's the um, energy propulsion systems for extraterrestrial spacecraft. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so like when they take off somewhere, right. it, it makes a noise or makes yeah. a sound? Because, I mean, we don't know if space does. Do we know if space makes a sound? I mean, we know the oh, universe yeah. hums. Or that oh, sure. You know, I don't understand that. But as far as like if you're in space, would it hear you talking, basically? I mean, we won't be able to because we can't talk in space. So like we don't know if space <laughs> makes a noise. Like if you're, if you're a space shuttle, does it, is it noisy <laughs> in space? We don't know that. I guess, well, but maybe just sound waves, because sound waves are, you know, they're very, like, snake-like. Right. So maybe in wavy. space, <laughs> wavy, man. I was doing the arm wave right there, guys. <laughs> so maybe in space, they just, like, go, like, wherever. So only if you're in the right spot will you hear it. Right. I don't well, know. That's right. Or would it eventually get around the entire universe. Right. Until it Will it never stop? Will it ever stop? Right. Right. Will it ever stop? Because there's, there's no walls in the universe. It's not going to keep bouncing off the walls. It's just going to keep going into one direction until right. it's infinity. Yeah. Which we it's hard to comprehend that, you know? Yeah. It's hard to comprehend the multiverse. The multiverse is you know, everywhere. It's, it's a very um, deep. It's weird, dude. Internal conversation you're going to have to have with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, so apparently these signals were between four and eight gigahertz frequency, which is pretty low too and they're just signals man like right. it means something because it could be like something with a strong magnetic field energy sources they don't know beams 
What if it's the, I mean, these are radio signals, though. These aren't like just right. uh, sound waves. Are we picking up sound, just regular sound waves? Or are we picking up like... They're radio signals. Right. So they're not, they're not it's not like a, like a two planets hitting each other situation sound. It would, wouldn't be that. It would, no. These are like a technical, like... These are different than that, they're right. saying, so... Right. And like, they're fast radio bursts. But they just don't, but they still don't know what's so causing it. they just came it. and went real quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they don't know what it is. They know they don't know what it is, but they know that it's something. Right. Because it's not something they get often. Right on. Like this, at least. That's Heidi Gad. I'm Kevin Gassman. You're tuning into the Extraterrestrial Rock Show. Aliens. With gas. <laughs> Man. Every Saturday afternoon right here on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety <laughs> Channel starting at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And you can also hear us on the radio in Phoenix, Arizona on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. And we also heard we are also heard on KEBF 97.3 The Rock in Morro Bay, San Luis Obispo, California. That is also Sunday night. That is after our Phoenix show. It's at 1030. And then we are on every other Saturday at KOWS 92.5 FM in Occidental, California. We're going to be right back. Here's the Stones, Child of the Moon on on Aliens. With gas. And, and Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> Child of the Moon, 1968. B-side to Jumpy Jack Flash, by the way. Nice. Yes. So I, was, I wanted to squeeze Good. that one last week because of the whole lunar eclipse. Right. Well, that was two weeks ago. <laughs> right? A couple weeks ago, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Welcome back. It's the Extraterrestrial Rock Show, and uh, we're hanging out with you guys until the top of the hour, yep. which is another... 40 minutes, and we have a great guest on the phone right now. And you will like it. (laughs) (laughs) You will like it, and he is a Grammy Award-winning guitarist, producer, and he's got an album out called Badass Generation. He is with us here, and it's it's much of an honor to have him on with us as well. Paul Nelson, what's up, man? How are you doing tonight? Uh, Thanks. How are you guys doing? Awesome. We are doing great. Thank you for joining us. I mean, I know your, your resume is pretty incredible, man, and... Oof, man! I we're talking aliens. We're not going to talk music as much, man. So, <laughs> what brings you? What brings you? Well, a lot of those guys are considered aliens, so it, may, it might be a good tie-in. Who knows? <laughs> right? Yeah, I'd imagine. Right? Exactly. So that's kind of funny. Um, so, what? So what? You, you're in aliens. How how did that come about, man? Was this something that you've done before, becoming a musician, or is this something while as a musician you got turned on to? Uh, well, there's a, there's a few stories. First of all, thanks for mentioning my new record. And on the, on the record, there's a track called Please Come Home, which I wrote about an alien traveling through space <laughs> looking right. for the one he loved. And it ju- it's just coincidence that we'd be doing this. But <laughs> I, I was like, you know, everybody does these road songs, and I'm on the road, and I'm on the, in the bus. And, you know, usually when they run out of material to write, they start doing that. <laughs> but but I said, what if it was just some alien floating around in outer space, and he was just constantly going from planet to whatever, looking for uh, for the one he loved? So that that's a little tie in there. I, you know, it, it it the song was actually used on uh, for the armed forces for for the wives talking to their husbands, sending this song. So that was pretty cool. But I will tell you, wow. playing with Johnny Winter, we went down to the Roswell area. Okay, and I I actually got Johnny. In one of those souvenir shore, uh, stores, one of the the uh, the the alien cards certified. <laughs> Johnny Winter has a certified alien card, and he had a little uh, alien plastic drink thing that he used to drink out of. With a gr- it was green. With That's the, awesome. You know the yeah, with the straw and the whole thing. So we were always into 
you know, that, the, the B-movies, he was heavy right. duty into that. So when we toured, we would watch all those movies from <laughs> Forbidden Planet to Attack from Mars and all that. And then we got into all the, uh, the, the documentaries and the, and the, and the, the, the stories and the history of, of hidden uh, you know, things from like uh, uh, FX and, the, and those kind of, he was, he and I were both really uh, into that whole alien, have, has there been stuff here? Does stuff exist? So this was a, a big topic of discussion on tour for many years. So you, you've come to the right place. So awesome. thanks for having me. Well, very cool. No, you're most welcome. I mean, we love to hear the stories that you've come across because <laughs> I'm sure traveling around the country, especially with this kind of uh, inquisitive uh, interest, you know, I'd imagine that you've heard a few stories here and there from across the, from across the country. Oh, sure we have. I mean, at different uh, uh, venues. And, I mean, we traveled, you know, the deserts of Arizona. We traveled, you know, where, where, where things have been cited. And you hear these stories from other artists or people or fans or whatever saying, did you know that this happened in this area and this so-and-so saw this? So we've traveled oh, Yellowstone Park, the Grand Canyon, all the way through the Midwest, all the way over to the Orient. We did all of Europe. And everywhere we went, every once in a while when we spoke with, you know, some certain fans and said what we were into, stories would be mentioned like, you know, something happened here and maybe it was a cover-up, maybe it wasn't, but there was positive evidence and we saw stuff. So Johnny and I and, and a lot of other musicians that, that I've associated with, we've never actually seen something, but I'm a strong believer that something does exist out there. It, it the, the odds are just in favor of that that something has to be there Absolutely. we can't we can't be alone there's no way I just don't know how anyone can even think that we are alone. That's the thing I, right. you know, I come across as like, just, unless you're just ignorant or just don't want to acknowledge the fact that the, the universe is so vast. And, you know, we were lucky to have Greg Kinn on the show last week. And he just says, look, if it's one in one billion, the universe is infinite. That means there's at least a billion maybe of lifestyle, you know, life's out there. So, you know, just, I mean, yeah, I mean, us. Us being here is like throwing a quarter on the ground, having it stand on end. The, 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 the odds of just it happening to us are like that. Right. It has to have happened somewhere else, and they could either be before us and behind us in, you know, in our technology or, or way, way ahead of us to the point where they have some cloning device or a cloaking device and we don't even know they exist because they've perfected stealth. <laughs> yeah. You know, so who knows? I don't know, man. But, you uh, ever been outside and feel that weird feeling above you? That's always when I'm like, dude, they're right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's kind of like that, that feeling that, you know, people tell you when you, when you, when you feel something, like, like if, you, if you sense an entity or, or, or like a presence of something, if you feel something, it exists. Hmm. That, yeah. that tingling feeling, there's something, something, it, there, that, that kind of sensitivity doesn't occur unless something's, something's up. And I, I really believe in that. I've, I've had that happen in, in many situations where it's like something's, you know, either you're by, it's always when you're by yourself, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> <Right>. the problem. <laughs> but but you got to listen to always it. Some, yeah, or you know, you're in a, you're you're in the tour bus and you're driving down. You're looking up and it's like it's something. It's something just fly across. 
you know, and there's no one to call, and everybody, right. you know, thinks you're nuts. So, yeah. Well, it's it's but, funny. Yeah. Well, it's funny as um, we were talking about this, the start of the show. We had this uh, Pascagoula abduction that happened in 1973 out in Mississippi. It was these two guys who were fishing got abducted. So we were talking earlier as far as like having that verification of someone there with you. Is so, you know the validation of that is so huge. Right. You know, as opposed to being just by yourself saying I saw this, and everyone's kind of like, yeah, sure you did. Exactly, and is the is the government so smart that when they finally interview these people or whatever, are they used to certain techniques that that cover up things in a certain way? Right. Uh, why would they be covering it up? Why Why not? Let, well, the mass hysteria. I don't know. If they did find out, would there be certain technologies that we could use, like you know, Tang? <laughs> 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 You know what? Some kind of metal, some kind of alloy. You know, so I don't know. It's 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 tough to say. Do we want to? Do we want to bump into that? Do we right. not want to? Will it? You know? Will it be? Are we ready? You to? know, there's been movies made of of them coming and being great with us, and there's been movies been made that they come here and they just turn us to dust. Right. You know, thank thank God for movies that we make, because that's built on our imagination. But the it's amazing how how just you know movies have changed technology. Imagine if something actually came down. Wow, it would change everything. It, I, I can't even. Uh, yeah, and I like how certain movies have and books have depicted that happening. Right. All the different scenarios. We've pretty much. Well, I don't know if we've covered it all, but from every direction, inside, outside, up above, sideways, from the sea, from the air. It's pretty amazing how our imagination has run wild trying to discover this. Imagine if it really, if something has come here and it's been a cover-up, or if 10 minutes from now it just happened. It, right. I, I don't know how we would handle it. It would be amazing. We, we wouldn't be able to handle it. That's the thing. I mean, we look, no. at the, we look at the movies, like you said, for maybe examples of how we would handle it. You know, we might want to look to a movie and go, hey, doesn't that technology exist? <laughs> you right. know? Can we do something <laughs> exactly. with what we, what we CGI'd in a theater? Can we do that? I mean, it, it would feel like we should be able to do that. But I think you're right. I mean, when it really comes down to it, we can just all turn into little little farmers on a farm and nothing else to protect us with, you know? Cause oh, and I, I, think, I think it would be mass hysteria. I think people would, would be shaking in their boots the, watching, uh, here, you know, watching it on TV and uh, yeah. just, just oh, running well. out to look or running not to look and hide. Right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything in place that would get ready for that. I mean, government couldn't control people, uh, how they'd handle it, driving in their cars, going to a spot, if, or, you know, or whatever. Right. I, I just, wow. And would it be one little area or would it be the whole everywhere? You know, is it an, an invasion or a friendly arrival? Or, well, who knows? I think that there's been some, yeah. Well, I was just going to uh, say, I don't know. There's, there's no place to hide. You know, when no. I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a joke where I say, you know, the, the prediction of 2012 you know, I'm like, who prepared it? You know, who prepared? <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, yeah, no one's preparing for this. You know, they're saying it's the end of the world. They're like, no. oh, fuck it, you know? <laughs> so no, what? They, they, they barely prepare for an asteroid hitting us. One, one just passed There's, by, what, like 4 million miles away or we, something? Yeah, Everybody's like freaking out. Right, right. 4.4 4 million miles away. 4 million <laughs> miles. What if it's 10 feet? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, would we know about that? Would they let us know that it came 10 feet from exactly. us? Exactly. They, they probably yeah. wouldn't because right. it would cause that mass yeah. hysteria. You don't know what's going to happen. But I have. I have to imagine, and I hope, and, and you know, you know better than I, that there are 
certain uh, there's got to be government funding or something for for some organization that's, oh, yeah. that's looking into this. Yeah, I mean they're you know and they're le- they're legit and they're 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 putting the same time and effort and money to keep us safe from getting hit from meteors or asteroids as they are. You know, I know this that we're sending signals out and this kind of thing, but uh, wow. I mean, you have to spend the money the right way on, you know, on, on everything, all the problems in the world and things that need to be fixed. But, right. man, this could be a huge thing. But is it in the forefront of, of what they're worried about? It will be if, it, if something pops out of the sky in two seconds, then everything else will go fall by the wayside. Well, uh, but it's, it's, it's amazing. I, I hope something happens in our time or we find out something. Well, yeah, you're, you're definitely at home with that thought right here. I mean, yeah. but you're right, well, we're though. We're searching around enough out there, so some, I mean, I'm just waiting for some, well, you know, probe that goes up to Mars <laughs> or something, some pops out of a thing and just jumps in front of the camera and goes, <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, is NASA keeps dropping these hints. You know, they were like a couple months, or not even a couple months ago, three weeks ago, they, I think they dropped the story that they're looking for people to protect Earth from aliens. So it's like, well, do they exist or do they not exist? What what is going on here? They already know they exist. Of course exist, they man. do. I mean, again, yeah. like you mentioned it's like you know until it's right in front of your face, they I know. you know and you know. <laughs> and then and then is it too? Yeah, and then is it too late? Right. I mean, and how how with these cover ups? I mean, uh, how how are they? How are they debunking all these <laughs> sightings and all these people? It's it's amazing. I mean, right. it's it's. Well, we talk about you know, that. You know, we we talk about the videos online. Pretty soon, you know, that's going to be your trust source, not the government. Which I don't think the government ever was a trust source for UFO information. <laughs> but I mean, no. as far as like you know, we're, the the world will know about the truth through a YouTube or Instagram video than it will first from our news or our governments. What's the deal about this other Earth they found? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, another, the, the K, the K something or whatever, the the one that they discovered. That's uh, you oh know, yeah, the the how many um, how many times bigger than the actual Earth? I mean, you mean to tell me there's nothing over there if there's clouds and sun and water and right. Well, but what's the point of looking for another place to live if we can't even figure out how to figure this one out? Right. And, and we're going to go somewhere else and destroy that planet too? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're we're and we're in a big fish tank and, and right. you know, there's 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 you know. It's a mess. Right. It is you know, a mess. So right. I mean, we, we got we to gotta clean the filter. Nobody's cleaning <laughs> the filter. <laughs> well, it, it, right. Until we all realize we're all in the driver's seat to a certain degree, you know, I think that's something that needs to be uh, laid out into, uh, into an important point. We have... Uh, and if so, yeah. And if somebody's looking out there at us saying, oh, my God, we're not going over there. They're going to be done in no time in, in whatever years they 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 go by right. like wow I, that, it's a mess if we go over there it'll just be more stuff so who knows we unless got, they come over here and they have something that they did on their planet that cleans up stuff and they bring <laughs> it over here yeah right have a bottle of this this is what we put in the air in the water you know that it's funny great. did you ever see there was a movie called real men and this movie was John Belushi and John Ritter. And it is absolutely one of the funniest movies you'll watch. And it's, it's just about a dorky dad who gets caught up in a CIA or a spy case. And he's got to go to Washington, D.C. and meet a, an alien and to, to receive the good package. So there was the good package and there was the bad package. The bad package was the, the weapon. And the good package was, you know, hey, we're going to help you. And here it is. So that was the whole yeah. fight to get to Washington to get that good package before the bad guys got the bad package. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
I got it. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. But yeah. that's exactly what I'm, I'm. I'm saying is maybe somebody will deliver a good package. And right. But but then what happens is okay now now everything will be clean. Everybody refresh and the, and the population they'll allow it to go to another billion and another billion and another, I mean eventually it's just wow. Well. You know, I also think, too, it's, you know, the way we're raised, the way we're brought up, too, we're not raised to respect the environment. We're not raised to respect even other people, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's not part of the curriculum at school. It should be. And it, right, absolutely. So we don't have that, you know, that, I mean, we do have it inherently with us, but as far as socially, it's very sporadic as far as those who want to help others and everyone seems to be kind of out for themselves, which kind of makes you feel like there's maybe two different human beings out there. You know, the two different styles of human beings. You have your, of course, your type A's, your type B's. Maybe that's the line. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe the experiment went bad. It went off to the side somewhere. We, exactly. We, we got Paul Nelson yeah. on the phone with us. Uh, Grammy Award winning guitarist, producer, man. This is exciting to have you on the show, man. I mean, you, the lineup of guitarists and other musicians you've played with is absolutely insane. And has any of these other guitarists and musicians uh, told you any kind of stories about UFOs or aliens or any kind of experiences? Hmm. No, I and I, you know, I always wish they would. I always, I always want to be in contact with people that saw something or did something. Unfortunately, I, I'm, I, I don't have any one of those. Oh, I was picked up or this or that or I saw something. I, I, I wish I did, but I tell you, musicians. I don't want to say more than anyone, but <laughs> when you're traveling in those tour buses for 14 hours, yeah. and you're driving around in the dark, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> The stories that start flying, you know, and the, it it's weird, just man. like, what's that? What's over there? Did right. you see that? Did you, yeah, it's yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and and musicians. I mean, and all all the arts. And actually, this is a very smart show because everyone in the aesthetics, you know, writing, playing, painting. I think it goes hand in hand that. that I think musicians and, and people like that they they look up to the sky more. Interesting. You know, I think I think artists look up. It's true. Where normal folk look straight ahead and down. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's you a, know? yeah. So it's like wow, did you see that up there? So uh, you know, maybe musicians are a little more spend a little more time looking up, waiting for things to move. <laughs> you know, just think outside I the box when, more. You know, they're like right. less of conformists. Yeah. They're open least, to that, you know, right? Personally speaking, you know, it's, myself. Ama- it's amazing when. When you go to places like Hawaii or, or, or like Colorado with, the, you know, the quote, big sky, mm-hmm. and like the stars are like right at you, you're looking at them and everybody's enjoying them. And, and I, I guarantee everyone looking up at those stars is just waiting for one to move. <laughs> <laughs> right. Every and there's time. a billion of them up there and it's like, okay, maybe... Uh, did you see that? Right. No. <laughs> nope, yeah. Oh, that one's bigger than the other one. How come that one's so bright? Well, that's a planet. And that's what they, you know... And, and then, but I tell you, I've seen meteors. I've seen them streak across the sky, and I'm like, "Wow, is something in that?" You know, yeah. so everybody thinks that. But is, yeah. I, yeah, well, you can see. I don't know satellites. what I do. What would you What would you do if an if if you had did you, an encounter? The only thing I could do is just be like in awe. I mean, just stop and look and go, oh my God, it's happening. I mean, if I'm able even to think for myself, (laughs) if I'm able to move any muscle, if I have this experience, you know, we just talked about those two guys getting abducted. I mean, they were just kicking back on a dock fishing 
Next thing you know, they're taken away into a ship. So it's kind of, do you have any control? What do you, what can you do? I like to think I'd be like, okay. Like I'd be like really well, nervous saying, and excited. I would, right, me too. But like, I feel like because of all the books I've been reading since I'm a little child, that I would uh-huh. be like, oh my gosh, it's finally happening. And yo, what's yep. up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I mean, do you, do you, do you? Put your hand out to shake a hand. Do you give him a hug? What do you? Yeah. Bow. I'll, I'll tell you a movie. Uh, <laughs> you uh, yeah. high five. A movie that good. freaked me out was that that movie uh, Signs. Oh yeah, oh, I was, yeah. was going to bring that up. That, yeah, that that freaked me. It, it freaked all of us out. On <laughs> driving at night, watching a movie like oh, that, yeah, and that right? comes jumping out of that stack of wheat, <laughs> and then oh, you know the the crop circles aren't crop circles, but look at this thing. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Say, yeah, I, don't know. I thought it was the in the videotape in Mexico that would freak me out, or the guy, or the alien just walks across the the, the alley, right? Right during the birthday party. Yeah, oh, during, right during, there, right there. <laughs> I felt just like like in the movies, the people watching on the TV. I jumped. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I did too. You know that? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, it really depicted what it would be like for someone being soloed out and seeing something like. And and right. and wondering, did anybody else see that? Right. I thought they did and a great job. Can you imagine job. the feeling? Can you imagine the feeling of going through your life and seeing something like that and have everybody tell you you're, you're full of it? Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's. How about those people? You see, know. That's it. That's, that's it. I mean. That's, yeah. Go ahead. You're shunned. I mean, that's that's like you see it and then you can't say anything because everybody think you. Then you're an outcast or that kind of thing. You know. Like uh, movies like Independence Day, where the the crop duster finally gets to do and says he was abducted or whatever. But everybody picked it. It's 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 right. based right. on truth. Right, right. Well, the thing is, you know, sometimes when we run into the situation, it sounds like you did as well. When people know you're into it. You know, they might not, you know, publicly in front of a group of people tell you a story, but maybe they'll pull you off to the side and say, hey, listen, we had this really interesting story, you know, or this really interesting thing happened to us. They might, you know, but they don't want to outright tell you in front of people, yeah. but they want to side tell you a little bit, you know, and in this, on this, they're just, it's still, it's like come out you of know, the alien closet. Yeah. The people that I, 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 I trust the most are the ones that says, I, I was never into this and I got thrown into this. Right. I, I wasn't the type of person that was looking for this or, or it just happened to me and whatever degree, you know, the first mm-hmm. degree, second degree, th- whatever, you know, that, that, uh, yeah, yeah it's, what do you, <laughs> What do you do? Those people have to be trusted or at least listened to. And, but then they put them on TV and it's, it's like they clam up or they make a mistake or, they, or they're, they're made fun of. I mean, how many? Right. I, it's just, well, it's, here's it's the thing. Not good. Here's the thing, Paul. You know, we come across these stories, especially online. These men, yeah. they want to tell a story of Middle Earth, not Middle Earth, uh, <laughs> Inner Earth, I should say. I, was, I, just yeah, got done, right. I just got done watching The Lord of the Rings, by the way. Oh, um, I watched that all the time, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. But I'm just saying, this guy is telling a whole story about being from Hollow Earth, yeah. and it completely detailed, you know, he's from there, this and that. So how far do you take someone's word? And, you know, for me, I would take you for your word for what it is, that that's how you want to really? present yourself. This is what you want to tell me. I'll feel it in my own bones if you're being genuine or not. Maybe. Yep. I mean, do you know, you know how nuts you have to be? To, all right, so, so you make up a story. Right. But then that person that tells it for like 40 years, it's like, uh, really? You think if it was a lie, you would have given up, you know, maybe in a couple months and said, ha, 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 or, or just, you know, if you're that sure of it and it, it's the rest of your life and you're dealing with that ridicule, uh, right. that. 
person should be listened to a little bit more than, you know? Right. It's just not fair to have that person go through their whole life. It changes their life. Right. You know, like, like Close Encounters. Look what it did to, to Dreyfus. That was a perfect depiction <laughs> of, of somebody that's, that's a, a normal person, and they go through that. You know, maybe that's not some of the things that happened, but it was based on, on you know, whatever they could find. Right. And what he went through, and, and to have, wow, they, they showed how, how his wife reacted, how the kids reacted, how the community reacted, how the news reacted. Wow, would you want to say anything? Would you want to go through that? Even knowing that that, if I saw something right now, would I want to run and say, wow, I saw something? Society has kept it like, you better uh, just keep it. Right. The mob mentality is what it is. It's what did in Travis Walton on the movie Fire in the Sky that happened here in Arizona up in Heber, uh, I believe in 75. The The whole town shunned all of them. I mean, all five, four guys, you know, testify, testify to this, yeah. but everyone said, no, it's that crowd mentality, that mob mentality of we're all going to think this, so you're crazy, even though we might be wrong. And yeah, they, they so don't all, care. Meaning that if, if it does happen in, in such a way that you can't dispute it, it's on TV, you're looking at it, everybody sees it, people are going to freak Right. There's no denying because it at that point. Because they've kept it so stifled. They've kept it so stifled that, I, no, I, I, I don't know how people would handle it. Well, how, how I, would you? There's so much misinformation right now. Maybe there is stuff out there that's real, that you just would right. debunk yourself because it's coming from a weird website. You're, you don't, I mean, there's. I, we don't know what really is going to be real, and maybe until it's in front of our faces, until we get to touch it. And what are your what are your thoughts about the government knowing? Do you do you think they have stuff? Do you think? Oh that, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. why 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 are they doing it? Are they letting? Are they just studying? Are they learning stuff? Do they have some like I said some kind of metal alloy that they're going to use in the future? Right. And is it just the U.S.? Is it Russia? Is it China? Is it uh, New Jersey? You know, <laughs> who knows? Has it always just been this way? Like. And that's yeah. why, you know, like... Like they only go to the and leaders. From, and from that long ago. So, and each president comes in, has to be, you know, uh, filled in. You know, okay, uh, we got this set in the economy and this. Oh, oh, by the way, we have this little thing you got to look at. Here's a little, <laughs> what the, <laughs> you know? Well, they're obviously you using know. it for the bad package because the, mater- the, the military, the equipment we have, it doesn't sound like it would be coming from, you know... Uh, a human on this planet unless they had a little <laughs> help if you know what I'm saying so exactly. the, you know the technology the reverse engineering they're doing with this they're using it for themselves you know are there flying machines that don't cost or don't cost a dime to fly probably can we drive a yep. car across the country without filling it up once Absolutely. probably yeah. we know the technology's yep. there right uh, the technology they don't they just can't they, but the thing is the deal is this is they don't trust normal people they don't trust society. Yeah. That's the problem. That's why they're holding it from us. Because if we all had this technology, then well, we probably wouldn't be paying taxes anymore. Wouldn't be in the system anymore. It would be a, a different world. Well, and some people are going to do really yeah. bad things with it. Because, right. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. Don't get me started on taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you, if you want to do- another show: musicians and taxes. Ah, yeah, right. No doubt yeah. about that. I know the <laughs> James Brown. Oh yes. <laughs> Should have to, you should come on the first part of uh, Kevin's show sometime, uh, Going Global with Gaston. Yeah, we'll our, talk about that. Our first hour, absolutely, <laughs> man. Because I can get in that with you, too, man. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, yeah. Dude, that's awesome, uh, man. Um, Paul Nelson with us. And uh, how long have you been playing guitar, man? Did you, how, when, when were you a kid when you, you picked it up, man? 
Uh, I think I was a late bloomer. I started in high school, and I started with that. Well, I took lessons early, and I had a really crappy teacher. So I stopped for a while. I hit my hand with a ruler trying to form a little cord, and I was really? like, well, this is no fun. Oh, yeah, man. You know, a little... Well, oh, you got to do that. Stretch your hands. I'm like, well, this time I'm playing on some kind of weird wide guitar. It was a pain in the neck. But then I took it up uh, uh, seriously uh, a few years later, and then I joined, you know, did battle of the band stuff, local bands, tried playing in bands with every style, and then I ended up going to uh, uh, Berkeley College of Music. I studied with Steve Vai and Mike Stern and Steve Kahn uh, in New York, and uh, played all over the planet and then I did some session work and I met Johnny in the studio and uh, oh well here's a funny story get ready for this <laughs> nice. Men in Black 3 right okay you know where they where all the aliens meet when they're going through customs right well I got a call from <laughs> the directors of the movie <laughs> they you know how they depicted uh, Elvis as being one of the aliens right and uh, uh, Will Smith's uh, uh uh, uh, school teacher right. was an alien yeah. and that they were seriously thinking about putting Johnny and Edgar on the screen <laughs> <laughs> and I go well that that makes sense they just look like yeah that'd be perfect so they wanted to use Johnny and Edgar as oh yes these these are two aliens coming in going through the customs <laughs> yes yeah, so that was one for the history books I, I don't know what happened they didn't they picked some other or did something or whatever but oh, man. I got the, I got that call saying do you think do you think would it be okay <laughs> you know what, what did they say yes well yeah I was like this would be great I right, go, that's, right. that's fantastic <laughs> he loves that stuff I, uh, Johnny Winter was a, was a Trekkie okay alright <laughs> he had the original shirts he went to all the conventions oh, wow. oh yeah Wow! Oh yeah! Oh, big time! Oh, that's yeah. that's really like I said, cool. We watched all, all that stuff. That's weird because I mean, this is this is hardcore blues music, and you got sci-fi. I'm surprised there wasn't any kind of crossover. Well, see, that's the thing. Johnny was a. Uh, uh, I wasn't around then, but I know from him telling me stories that, uh, you know, he was a child of Woodstock. So it, it it was blues, but it was rock, and it was like, you know. In his his collection, his vinyl collection, you'll uh, you can see Frank Zappa, you'll yeah. see Bob Dylan, you'll see uh, you know other pop and rock stuff. It was a combination of everything. So right. he you know he he ran the gamut with what he listened to. Hmm. But anyway, so I, I'm in the I'm in I'm in the studio. I'm doing session work, and I I I meet Johnny Winter, and uh, he heard some of the stuff I played. He asked me to uh, join his band, and before I know it, I was touring all over the planet. Wow. And uh, so then I produced, he asked me to produce his records, and I played on the last one uh, Step back. Uh, before he passed. Yeah, and that, that got he and I Grammys, and um, now I got signed to Sony and uh, put out my own stuff, like you said, and I'm um, touring all over the planet. So <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I will have this one sighting on the tour bus one day. I mean, my <laughs> odds are... I'm always in planes. I'm always in buses. I'm always up in the air. I'm a little bit closer. So right, right. You're about to, you're about to run into one. Absolutely. I I have I have yet to run into see anything. I mean, like when I was 19, I did see something high, high in the sky, but that was it. Heidi is a little more uh, receptive to this. She's seen a few. Well, I no always way. like to yeah. I have there's one on our site. I videotaped during the day yeah. off my phone, um, but like. Whenever I can, when I'm out in the middle of nowhere, like did this when I was on tour too, and uh, you just stop in the nighttime. Do you guys ever do that? Just go like when you're in the middle of nowhere, it's dark out, stop the vehicle, bus, van. Oh, whatever, hell yeah. 
and you just like look around and it's crazy when you're way out there because there's no city lights and you always see stuff. You can even see colors in space, man. <laughs> that's yeah. when you should be stopping all the time and looking. Just by, by the way, that, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I, you know, when you, when you go to these certain places in the sky, the stars are actually closer. Yeah. Just waiting for something to move. Or to, to, I mean, right. people, people, people in general should just stop and look yeah, anyway. For people sure. People spend so much time driving here and zipping here. If you have the chance, go outside, get some fresh air, and just look up. So basically, it's not. Or maybe they're afraid of being that person that does see something. <laughs> right, they are. Well, because it's going to shatter their perception. You know, maybe they'll they don't they're want to lose their job. The government's going <laughs> to put duct tape on their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> right, they're going to grow their hair long and go to join a commune or something like that. Dude, it yeah. happens, um, man. Well, it's funny. Because not it's, right. Well, it's funny in a, in, a, in a weird way. It's not stop and smell the roses anymore. It's stop and look up in the sky. Right. You know, take yeah, a, exactly. take a moment to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To gander a well, little dude, bit up in yeah. the up in the air. People freak out about that stuff. Like I got stuck on the highway a couple months ago. It was dark. Oh. Um, all the, these cars were backed up, and I'm out there. What am I doing? Looking for UFOs. Powers <laughs> were stuck out there, and I, you know, I saw wow. a couple of things, and I start pointing and looking at stuff, and these people are like, some of them very receptive, some of them seriously got back in their car and shut the doors, <laughs> and are yeah. looking at me really weird the rest of the time. So I'm like, oh, look at. That thing's moving. Oh, that's a satellite. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's a satellite. Like, and people wow. were like freaking out. They're like, "Dude, I've never seen anything moving in the sky." Right, right. But I think, oh, if, like you said, there's there's two different kind of people, and there will be those are the mm-hmm. ones that are that are intrigued by it and have to feel this yearning to go towards it, and others are just like, "Not in my lifetime." Mm-hmm. Poof. Right, right. So, so, and so, if something does land or or, or we meet something like that. You know, you you see, you see it uh, dramatized in movies. Some people are going to shoot, and some people are going <laughs> to hand out the olive branch. It's, right. it's not that's we, we talked about that. That is the American way: shoot it first, ask questions <laughs> later. We just got to <laughs> make know, the positivity yeah. contagious. Man. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, I think, look, if they were evil, I think we wouldn't be alive anymore. To be honest with you, they <laughs> yeah, they'd already be here. I think. Right. I, you would yeah. think. You would think they would already be controlled, and maybe they're trying to manipulate us in yeah. some certain way. Um, it's, it seems like we can continue this conversation another time, Paul, and I think we would love to have you on. <laughs> and oh, thanks. This was this was the most out of the. I don't want to say out of the. This was <laughs> not not your usual music. You know what kind of picks do you use? What right. kind of amps, guitars? This is. This is heady stuff, and I, I really appreciate you asking me to do this. Thank you. Well, you know, I appreciate you even joining in because, you know, we throw this out there, and we, we've created the show to kind of be geared towards musicians. Uh, Heidi is a very well-accomplished uh, violinist. Um, so we oh, start, she talked about touring. That's what she <laughs> tours uh, as that. And, uh, you know, and I've been a radio DJ for almost 20 years, so my connections yeah. with music and musicians – I mean, I, I just always found it fascinating to see if there's any kind of tie-in or connection of, you know, does it influence your writing? Does it influence your music? Does it influence anything about you? Do you even care about that? And, you know, oh, that's, absolutely, right, Ab- right, ab- absolutely. Like I said, I, I wrote a song about it. I, it's come with me. I don't, I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. It, the music was was written first, and all of a sudden, the lyrics started pouring out of me, and and I was like, wow, let, let's try this concept. So. It's always in people's minds, you know, artists are able to convey it and, you know, get it out in a painting or a music or whatever. Absolutely. But it's, it's again, it's, it's one of those topics for, that'll be through the ages for, 
is there right. something <laughs> out there? That's why we talk and about th- it, man. I think that's really cool. <laughs> right on, so. man. Well, I thank you. We do appreciate that very much. So, and Yeah, we, you'll we, have to stop by when you're on tour and yes. through here. Stop by the studio and yes. come live with us. Absolutely. Yeah, your Phoenix. Yeah, you you got to hear that song. Play I'm playing, that song if you get we're a chance. Play it. I'm playing it right now, man. I was just going to get it before we get out of the top of the hour. So uh, Please come home and listen to the lyrics. There's actually a, a lyric video out with, with illustrations of aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It couldn't be a better song to play right now, Sharing man. Sharing it on the page, man. All right. Thanks, well, buddy. this is from his album, Badass Generation. It's Paul Nelson Band right here. Paul, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate thank it. Thank you, Paul. No, th- thank you to both of you, and good luck with the with your music, and uh, good luck with the show. Thanks. You thank got it, you. Paul. All right. Please come home right here okay. on Aliens with Gas. Man. Please come home, the Paul Nelson Band, and we just had a chat with Paul Nelson himself. Pretty cool. Yeah, it was a really fun conversation. Badass Generation is the album, and he's also uh, Down and Dirty. It's a documentary with him and, well, it's really about Johnny Winter. Uh, He's in it, of course, but if you want to check that out, Down and Dirty, the documentary. Uh, it looks really cool. I was checking out the trailer for it, and I was like, I got to watch this. I'm not really into the, not say I'm not into it, but I haven't really had the right blues experience, to be honest. You know what I mean? I don't really have lot of music at home that's bluesy as much you know so i was listening to his album going well this is pretty cool man i'm gonna make some room in my life for some blues <laughs> well i mean that kind of sound i don't really want <laughs> that really sounds weird right <laughs> that sounded weird all right go ahead Heidi. we have a, we have a few minutes left before we get um, out of here so next week make sure you guys tune in because we're gonna have uh, mark o'connell author of the Close Encounters Man, How One Man Made the World Believe in UFOs. Awesome. This book looks super awesome. Is he phone or is he in? Um, He's a phone. Okay. He's in like somewhere far that's cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> in <laughs> the U.S., far, like cold. up north where there's actually trees. From an undisclosed location? Yes. <laughs> nice. But he's a, it's a biography about J. Allen Hynek, the astronomer who invented the concept of close encounters with alien life, which therefore inspired Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of a Third Kind. All right. Very cool. So you're going to listen in and you're going to like it. And you got to like it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to like it. All right. Um, well, I do appreciate you guys tuning into it. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thank you again for tuning in. For more in, information about our network Thank you for and tuning to check in. out additional show hosts to... and topics hey. of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.